0: on how you buy hari Kondabalu and his brother ashok have a new podcast here on earwolf i have known uh hari in particular for years funny guy smart guy sweet and empathetic guy a guy who i think uh his comedy i'm just gonna go ahead and vouch for it i think he is a thoughtful person in the way that a lot of beautiful anonymous listeners genuinely you're gonna like it new podcast here on earwolf it's called the kandabalu brothers and check out the first few episodes in your podcast app right now. You might know Hari from uh, his stand-up or his other Earwolf show, Politically Reactive, and Ashok is a performer, former member of the rap group Das Racist. The show is taped at comedy clubs around the country from Brooklyn to Hawaii. Subscribe to Kanda Bola Brothers now in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your podcast app of choice. Hello to all my temporary Floridians. It's beautiful anonymous, one hour. One phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one.
1: I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you. And you'll get to know me.
0: Hello, everybody. Chris Kethard here, welcoming you to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous, the phone call-based podcast that allows you to effectively spy on people who invite you to spy on them. It's a good thing in my life. It's laid back. It's pleasant. I connect with people. I remember that humans are empathetic and full of emotions and stories and struggles and love. And man, have I grown. and just value this thing so much deep in my heart and my soul. Thank you for supporting it, everybody. Um, things to talk about with me. So just the gross stuff. Okay, ChrisGeth.com got some new uh, dates going up there. Uh, off the top of my head, we got Burlington, Vermont, Salt Lake City, and, and Minneapolis, and a few other places. A few other places coming together out there. Um, so check those out. Bloomington, Indiana, Chicago, Illinois, all that stuff. Um, and the Chris Gethard Show, always like to plug that. This show comes out on Tuesdays, Tuesday nights at 11 p.m., live, True TV. This week, um, we have Matt Walsh from Veep, old friend of mine. And I need you guys to call in, or else I might be covered in 100 pounds of human hair. That's the bit we're doing tonight. Human hair. <sighs> anyway, um, all those plugs and whatnot and the grossness, all the necessary stuff you hear on podcasts, let's put that on the back burner for a second. Some some news that I'm not um, um, you, you know, excited to share. One of the most uh, impactful and well-remembered episodes of this podcast was called Love is Everywhere. And it was a uh, it was a call from a mother, telling us about how um, her daughter was sick and severely so, and uh, got news since the last time I recorded anything that uh, her daughter Ali uh, passed away, and you know that that call I think did mean so much to our listeners that I wanted to make sure I I shared that news and just send love to our caller and her family and to uh, everybody who, who was so affected um, by Holly's story. The, the caller actually had, had, had joined the Facebook group and had become active there, and a lot of people were, uh, I think, very inspired by the story even further and has posted there um, since these events. And I just, again, want to, want to say that uh, this community has your back and love is everywhere was the message you sent to us and I send it right back to you. And huge, massive condolences. And uh, sorry to, sorry to uh, start this one on, on such a sad note. But I'm I'm not sorry because I actually feel like the, uh, the people who have locked into this podcast know that it's uh, an empathetic thing, where we are allowed to be vulnerable, and I am allowed to feel things as are you. And uh, just wanted to just wanted to put it out there, and we'll move on. Because we got to, because that's life. But so much love to uh, the caller, her family, and everybody who's affected. Okay, this week's episode, good one, fun one. One that might be a little controversial amongst the purists out there. A lot of people don't like when things uh, deviate from the format at all. First ever call in the history of the show, where partway through the call, I realized I actually know this person. I've met this person. I'm aware of who this person is. Uh, I had an inkling that maybe this was someone who I knew, uh, maybe about a third of the way through the call. And then towards the end, just comes out, you're the person I've met, right? I want to just let everybody listening know, this is someone who I have met in real life. Uh, it's someone who I've mostly interacted with online. I think it, it, it's certainly well within the, the rules of fair play as far as the uh, structure of this podcast goes. I don't think anybody should have a problem with it, but it was interesting to kind of unwrap it and go, huh, oh, we have met. Um, so I can't wait to see all the, uh, the, the, the debate. In the whole Facebook group about that. I like this call a lot. You'll see pleasant, chit chatty up top. Um, I liked it. We talk about Philadelphia, great city. We talk about life in general. We talk about theater. And then we get into the nitty gritty. We get into, uh, you know, the whole idea of like choices you have to make. The whole idea that life sometimes throws you curveballs, that maybe you're living in one era of your life, one phase of your life, uh, and an era of your life where you have certain values. And then, hey, things happen, things get redirected. You gotta make some big choices about what you're, your new values and are and your, and your new lifestyle are and, and uh, how you want to change in the face of it. I think it's a, a good call that reminds you that, you know, um, life comes at you in ways you can't predict and you can't expect. And it's a fun call. Enjoy it. I know I did.
1: Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host.
0: Hello? Hi.
1: Hi.
0: Chris? Yes.
1: <gasps> oh, this is so exciting.
0: <laughs> well, Will, let's see how it goes first. Let's see how it goes. I know.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm like pacing. I'm so nervous. Oh, well, why?
0: I'm a pace, I'm a big-time phone pacer. Not here, because I'm, yeah. I'm more down to a, a studio mic, but in real life, I drive people in my life insane. My mom, actually, Sally, always has <laughs> said that my uh, habit of pacing around while I'm on the phone nervously drives her insane.
1: <laughs> Wait, I have a question, because I thought I read somewhere that your mom's name isn't Sally. Like, <laughs> is that a nickname?
0: Okay, here's what you're referring to. If you go, and this is going to blow it up, it's gonna someone's going to step in because there's many Wikipedia sticklers out there. If you go to my Wikipedia entry, it says that my parents' names are Jeremy and Martha. And this is very funny yeah, to me. That, yeah. Yeah. It's very funny to me. This is all because uh, I used to do a lot of videos for a website called College Humor. Years ago. It was a good time in my life. Some of these videos I always there's still people that will come up to me and they will either say the words Hugh Jackman or extra or they'll go cheese pizza. And I know they're college humor fans. Those are references to two videos I did on college humor that were popular. But their fans used to always come at me in the comments and then I would go back at them, and we did some video stuff where, and their fans basically terrorized and vandalized my Wikipedia page and filled it with falsehoods, (laughs) changed my parents' names, claimed a bunch of other things, many of which have been removed by uh, Wikipedia users over the years, some of which are still in there that I won't call out to see how long they last. But for years now, there have been many fake things that college humor fans have put in my
1: Okay. Media, yeah. This makes this clears up so much for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it actually really. My dad actually. It was so sad. My dad. I, my dad is the best, and he one time came to me and was like, "Hey, uh, why do you, do you uh did I do something wrong? Like, do you tell people my name is Jeremy?" And I was like, "No, no, no. It's <laughs> it's teenagers <laughs> on the internet. I'm yeah,
1: that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Now, how are you? So, what's up? What's up? What's up with me? I, I'm
1: good. I'm like still on kind of like the high of... So, okay, I'm just going to straight up say um, I live in the Philly area.
0: Ooh, and congrats. it is
1: crazy here right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's, for anybody listening in the future, it is Monday, February 5th. Philly uh, erupted in Super Bowl victory riots
1: last night. Did you watch any of this footage? Like, I actually just watched some of it. I was like, what in the... Like, I can't even describe... Like, people were eating poop. Um, I read about hanging, that one. They, yeah. They, I, I watched people, like, collapse the, like, awning of uh, the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> yes. Uh, hang, hanging off street lights. Like, someone definitely died. Like, I, I don't
0: know. Hard in Philly. I heard that the city uh, greased all the light poles, but it didn't work.
1: People, yeah, no, it didn't work.
0: People were still able it to climb those work. light poles, and I heard people were destroying traffic lights. Yeah, yeah, that's all. My yeah, bro-
1: hanging off traf- traffic lights.
0: My brother lives in Philadelphia, and he had he said he had texted me uh, the, a, a group of our high school friends texted, and they were all like, oh, "Have you set up barricades at your front door yet?" He's like, "I'm not leaving my house tonight, no matter what happens." But then he got <clears> caught <throat> up in it. He went downtown said it was Oh, manic. he did? Not to like Center City or anything, but like whatever the central area of his particular section of Philly is. And he said it was complete mayhem, lunacy.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I live, I, I, so I'm saying I live in the Philly area. I live out, like outside of Philly. And even here, which is not, you know, you wouldn't think it's, it's a suburb. Yeah. Even here, like fireworks were going off. Like people were banging pots and pans, like running through the streets. Yeah. I heard there was a streaker, like, yeah. In your neighborhood, it's, it's streaker. It's pretty crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> in my neighborhood. Yeah. Yep.
0: That's awesome. Well, that's, c- well congrats That's Philly. <laughs> Yeah, I have a, a long storied history with the city of Philadelphia. I, I truly love it. I also think that it's insane. Once got in a lot of trouble because <laughs> I wrote an article in Vice about how, bom- as a comedian, bombing in Philly is the most terrifying thing in the I world. I think I read it. Yeah, I got in a lot of trouble. The headline it? they put on it came off as very condescending, but then everyone who actually read the article was like, uh, even like the most hardcore people who were mad at me from Philly when they read it and they were like, oh, you're, you're basically just saying that crowds will eat you alive if you don't bring it in Philly? Yeah, no argument. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I, I've, I've been there. I've been through it. Oof. I believe you.
0: <laughs> Nobody wants to bomb in Philly. Rough.
1: Yeah. I'm not from here originally, so I had to adjust. I've yeah. moved around a lot, so I've had to adjust to uh, a Philly. I've been here since two thousand and ten or something. Did you go,
0: to, go to school? So Philly?
1: No. Um I am from New York. Um mm-hmm. I grew up on Long Island. Uh-huh. And right I went to college on Long Island and right after college I um decided I was going to perform. I theater for a long time. And my, my first, um, my first theater job I ever got when I was auditioning in New York city, um, was, a like a regional theater and it was in Florida and I moved down there and I performed down in Florida and I stayed there for a while cause there was quite a bit of work. And then, um, I moved up here. So wow, that's my little journey. <laughs> Who knew that,
0: uh, Florida had such a thriving, uh, theater scene.
1: It does. Um, so I was in like Central Florida, like the Orlando area, uh-huh. and there's a there is, there's a, quite a bit of theater down there.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I have. A, I spend a fair amount of time there because my uh, my folks um, are snowbirds. And uh, yeah, yeah my know, so. uh,
1: my husband's parents are are snowbirds too. They're actually currently down there, but they're in Fort Lauderdale. So yeah, but yeah, we go we go often. I miss it a little bit. I miss living there a little bit, but. But there's like a different energy up here that I enjoy too. But I also didn't want to be. So when I moved back up here, I did not want to be close to Long Island. I hate Long Island. Like, like okay, I don't want to say I hate Long Island because I grew up there. I still have plenty of family and friends there. So that's really rude of me. But um, I, it's so like, I feel so claustrophobic on, on Long Island. Like, for I don't know. So I wanted to be close, but I didn't want to be there. And I thought... You know this where I am now. This area is uh, close enough that I can still go, but yeah, you so, know, I don't have like, to be immersed.
0: What is it like a solid three hour trip from the Philly area to Long Island?
1: It's, yeah, about. I mean, actually, we can make it in a shorter amount of time, but uh, you know, if you if you hit traffic on that Belt Parkway, you're done. You're just done. Yeah.
0: Now, you say you hate Long Island. How do you feel about the fact that I'm going to call out that you do still have the subtle traces of a Long Island accent? <laughs> do you get this a lot? Uh,
1: no. Hmm. I, think, I think it does come out if I'm, like, angry or if I'm, like, hyped up, which I probably am right now because I'm on the phone with you. <laughs> so.
0: Now, can I make an educated yep, guess about heard. something you brought up? Yes. Now, you said you did... Uh, a lot of theater in central Florida. I do know that many of, I actually have many artsy friends who have gotten work in Florida, largely at theme parks. Was this theme park related theater?
1: Actually, no, I did almost work in one of the theme parks. I went through the audition process. I did not wind up getting that job. Um, I, I mainly, I just mainly worked in regional theater. I did a lot of children's theater. I did a lot of musicals, um, um, yeah, I, I didn't work in the parks, but I have lifelong friends that I made that do work in the parks, so I knew I know a lot about it. And and you know, also having friends that work in the parks, you can get in for free. So I you know I did go, <laughs> but no, I never worked in the parks.
0: Yeah, I was hoping you were going to say like, oh yeah, I was Dale. I was Dale, <laughs> Chip and Dale. was played Dale. So are you still doing theater in Philly? No, I
1: almost I almost got a. Um, I think, what was the part that I almost got? It was like a Sleeping Beauty type thing. Ooh, yeah.
0: That's cool. Kids freak so, out. But
1: I did not I did not wind up getting that. Um, what did you say about theater in Philly?
0: I asked if you were still doing theater in Philly.
1: So I'm not. Um, it's actually so funny that you're asking me this because there's literally an audition this weekend that I was looking at and I'm like, it's one of my favorite musicals of all time. And I'm like, do I want to do this? Like, it would really... <laughs> I'm struggling, I guess, about whether I want to go back to this or not. I'm not, I'm not, you know, when I was doing theater and like traveling and living that lifestyle, I was, I was in my twenties and I am not anymore. I'm, you know, I'm, I have a family, I have two children and I have a husband and a home and I, I, I just haven't, I, I don't know. Things are different now and I, I still love it. I love going and I just don't know. I don't know.
0: Now, you know my opinion on this. Everybody I listening do. knows my opinion on this.
1: I know. <laughs> you
0: got to sing. I know. You got to sing. How cool. Someone along
1: the way, I lost like a. I know.
0: How old are your kids? Someone How old are your
1: kids? Five and my youngest will be two in like a week.
0: First of all, congratulations. Second of all, you must Thank be so you. tired. You must be so tired.
1: I'm so tired. I'm, so, I'm like sleeping right now. But I'm pacing. But I'm sleeping. But
0: <laughs> How cool is that five year old? That five year old is going to come see you in a show and be like, "My mom is cool."
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, I actually remember. I cool. remember watching my dad when I was four or five years old in Fiddler on the Roof. Your my dad-, dad used to do some like local theater <laughs> when I was little. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> my, uh, I don't know how, uh, should I share this? I don't think she'll mind. My wife's mom was uh, on Broadway. and uh, well, Oh, cool. Yeah, she was in Annie. When kids found that out, my wife became like the coolest person amongst all, because right, all oh, elementary school girls love Annie, right?
1: Wait, but she, was, she, was she Annie?
0: No. Oh, you don't no, want to tell a, me
1: that. I don't
0: want to. She's a grown-up at the
1: time. I don't want to pry.
0: That would have been weird oh, okay. experimental oh, okay, okay. casting very weird experimental casting <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: cool. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome.
0: Is that what you're calling? That's are you really, calling really cool. No, what was your intent when you called today? Cuz we've been having a lovely chat. Well, are you calling is this what we're getting to? This deep, do you have uh, brewing clouds in your soul trying to figure out if you should do a musical and you want me to yell at you in traditional beautiful anonymous fashion no, like I wasn't art even must planning live?
1: Into- <laughs> I wasn't even planning on talking about that because I feel like that's been so done already on this, <laughs> on this show i i've I've been listening since the beginning. You have no idea like this when you just said like you know you must be tired with your children, so when my second was born, um I think it was like around i don't know if you had you guys had just started, but it was like definitely early on, and he was such Like a pain in the ass, like as an infant, he wouldn't sleep. Like it was like such, it was just horrible. Like, you know, getting him to do anything I needed him to do. I remember listening to the podcast, listening to Ron Paul's baby, like, and literally rocking him for hours. And like, I just associate it with it. And I've, I've listened to every episode since, you know, he was born in 2016, like early.
0: That's an odd. Now, did you have headphones in, or was this child in his or her? I I, I don't know if you mentioned the gender. Was was their brain imprinted with my voice in their early formative uh, year?
1: I had headphones in. I had headphones. (sighs) Ah,
0: I was hoping that
1: you're so angry right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm
0: egotistical enough to wish that your your child was immersed. Like someday your kid would um, seek me out because of this. Anyway, who cares? It's all. It's a weird. <laughs> and that got weird. I got weird. It's not a good joke. No, and it got you're,
1: weird. You're good. It's good. No, it's good.
0: So, what did you um, want to yeah, talk no, about? He, when you called. What was? What was it? I, was, no, I
1: had no idea. Like, I'm just so shocked that I even got through. Like, I, I've been called. I called. I've been. I've been calling. You know, for a long, long, long time. Never got through. I almost got through once and Jared shut it down. He, he just was like, nope. Like, yeah, it, yeah it He was,
0: does that. Because as yeah, everybody, everybody yeah. listening knows, recently a lot of rumors have been going around the internet that Jared is uh, a stern and evil taskmaster <laughs> who uh, really no, runs the show. No, he was
1: actually very pleasant. <laughs> he was very friendly and pleasant today. I was <laughs> like, oh, Jared, you're like a new person like what was he actually no he wasn't mean
0: the last he's the
1: nicest person no he wasn't mean but he was like like he he was definitely more personable this time around like he wasn't mean the last time but he um just sounded like i don't know i don't even know what to call it he just sounded like tired or something
0: (laughs) well you do have to remember i come in (laughs) i come in here i tweet out a phone number And then I sit here, and then you come on the phone, and I get to have a pleasant conversation. He's the one who has to field 14,000 frantic people who are so hoping to get through. Who are
1: pacing.
0: And (laughs) and he has to break all their hearts. He's the
1: worst gig. I am the best gig.
0: He is the worst gig. No,
1: I love love Jared. Tell him I love Jared. Tell him I love it. Yeah. No, he's
0: great. Jared, she loves you. He gave a thumbs up. (laughs) Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> so two awesome. kids, two kids. Can I ask, uh, so are you, are you, uh, are you working now? Have you moved to a different career besides theater or are you, are you raising the kids right now? Both.
1: I'm raising the kids right now. Very I'm, noble. I'm just home with them. They're so, yeah, they're so, they're so young, you know, like I, I probably will like do something. I mean, I've dabbled in so many things. Like I'll do something when maybe they're both kind of in school full time, but that's, not going to be for a bit so I'm just you know trying fighting my time I guess I mean it's cool but dude it's it sucks sometimes <laughs> I'm not gonna lie
0: yeah what are the suckiest yeah. things about tell me about this tell me about this what are the sucky things I
1: mean <laughs> the sucky things I mean you wipe so many asses like you have it's just nonstop. you just wipe asses
0: now is the five the five-year-old must be potty trained by now right
1: Get potty trained, but you would not, you don't understand. Like, boys, especially boys, like, they need help wiping their asses till they're like six or seven years old all the time. I guess now that you say that,
0: I do. I guess now that you say that, I do. uh, I was, I needed help wiping my ass uh, deep enough. I don't know what the age was, but to the point where I do remember this. I have actual memories of people wiping my ass for me. That's how old I was, (laughs) that I can remember it. I mean, you can
1: look, I can be like, go ahead, do your own thing. He'll, he'll do it. You know, he, he does it. <laughs> and then he goes, okay, mommy, I'm done. And then, and then I go, I'm like, okay, like, let's take a look. And then I help him. But I mean, I could say, go ahead and like do it. But then, I mean, he's not going to do a good job.
0: So you have, to, you know, even when he attempts. So even when your son attempts to wipe his own ass, you got to do a safety check afterwards.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. And like his teacher even a pre-K, a hundred percent. His teachers are pre-K well, even like if he if he goes to school, like they'll pull me aside when I pick him up on the on the, the loop they call it, the pickup line, and they'll be like, Hey, you might want to check because <laughs> <laughs> because he, he definitely uh something happened in that bathroom.
0: <laughs> Whoa. So your kid has wait, a repu- no, wait, hold on, a reputation. why are we talking about poop? Okay. It's a reputation as a bathroom destroyer, your five year old.
1: No, no, not destroying, just like, you know, who's going to do that laundry? I'm going to do that laundry. So they're just looking out for me.
0: Okay, you're right. Let's get away from poop. We've fallen down the poop rabbit hole on this show too many times. (laughs) What are the other things? When you say that it's fun and it's beautiful, but it can also suck, what are the other things you're referring to to warn myself and any other future parents about? almost hear the collective sigh of relief from our listeners that we're not going to do a whole another poop episode. We are not. It's going to go in many different directions. I'm not going to tell you what those are. You're going to have to come back to find out. We'll be right back. Breakfast is important. Breakfast starts your day. You want your breakfast to be something that gives you not just your calories and your nutrition to get through that first part of your day. You want it to be something that makes you feel good. Maybe something that makes you feel like uh, the warm embrace of your own childhood, perhaps. Thomas's is the only breakfast brand that delivers a -a one-of-a-kind eating experience with its original nooks and crannies English muffin worth skipping the snooze button for. That alarm goes off. You're not going to hit snooze if you know you got Thomas getting in that toaster. Nothing quite like it, right? That nooks and crannies texture, perfectly toasted to give you irresistibly crispy edges with a soft, warm center. This ad is making me hungry. Take it from someone who's been eating these things his whole life, okay? There's secrets to revealing that perfect nooks and crannies goodness every time. You're gonna wanna pull your Thomas's English muffin halves apart, we all know this. Maybe you get a fork in there. Maybe don't use a knife. Maybe a knife's a little too much. Maybe you want to let this just be nice, organic, right? Next, you're going to toast each half. Keep that toasting light. You just want it to come out with those crispy edges. You don't want to overdo it, right? Then right when it comes out of the toaster, get your butter on there right away. Watch how it melts and pools inside those amazing little nooks and crannies. Delicious burst of flavor in every warm, toasty, buttery bite. If you haven't had them already, you have to toast and butter some Thomas's Nooks and Crannies English muffins. They're truly like no other. com, fantastic sheets. And listeners know, just revealed to me that the word Brooklyn was embedded into it. Someone had, to, someone had to tell me that live in front of 400 people at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York during one of our live shows. com. It, it is an incredible product. I use it myself. Sheets. You spend the third of your life on your sheets, all right? They make a difference with how you sleep. Sleep's important. You get through the day based on the quality of your sleep. You Want to get better sleep? Get the best sheets. Brooklinen.com. The best, most comfortable sheets. No big markup. Upgrade your nightly routine. Help you feel more well-rested every day. Founded in April 2014 by a husband and wife team with a philosophy. Let's get some beautiful, comfortable home essentials without the crazy prices. Most beddings marked up 300%. Let's cut that out. Brooklyn is the fastest growing bedding brand in the world. 15,000 five-star reviews. Good patterns, mix and match, complement any decor. My wife actually had a a lot of fun sitting down with me. The two of us had a lot of fun going, what fits in our room? And there were many options. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for beautiful stories from anonymous people. Listeners, get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code beautiful at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. The only way to get 20 bucks off and free shipping, use the promo code BEAUTIFUL at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code BEAUTIFUL. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. Thanks again to all of our sponsors who make this show happen. Now, let's get back to the phone call. And you say that it's fun and it's beautiful but it can also suck. What are the other things you're referring to to warn myself and any other future parents about?
1: Okay. Um let's see. The 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 noise, like the noise, it's like never quiet. Never mm-hmm. quiet. My husband actually said the other day he actually helped a friend move and when he came home he was like it's not like he was doing something he was enjoying like you don't nobody likes helping anybody move you know and he came home and he was like he he said to me he was like I was like re, I was like relaxed for some reason you know on the ride home I was like listening to music listening to podcasts I like he said he like walked in the house he was here for 10 minutes and he was like they just drain your energy <laughs> they really do they drain your energy. It's just never quiet. It's like constant like like uh, just chaos kinda, I guess. I mean and you know what, I don't wanna like I don't wanna shit on it either, because it is like it's kind of a good chaos, I guess. You're, yeah, it's just it's just it is, it's tiring. Well it
0: has to is it also the most tiring. rewarding, beautiful thing we can do in life that adjusts your mindset forever, as I've heard? These rumors that I've like heard. Sometimes <laughs> 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 I've heard yeah. people say, oh, the second my kid was born, every priority in my life changed forever. I, f- I figured out finally what really matters.
1: You yeah, I mean, it definitely f- does. I mean, it does, but I mean, like.
0: You're not thinking you know, about like that when one of that- them's screaming and the other's taking a shit on the ground.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It, it's like, you know how they say, oh, don't compare your life to like someone's highlight reel. I, I don't remember exactly what it is, but like I, I can post like a million pictures of, you know, on, on social media of like my beautiful family and like, you know, this beautiful moment. But like, that was a moment, like the the rest of those, like, you know, 12 hours that I was awake was nuts. You know, it was chaos. So yeah, I mean, it's like it's like those those few moments of um, of um, you know the re- the rewarding part. It's you know preceded by <laughs> probably a lot a lot of uh, non rewarding moments. Yeah. <laughs> but but that but that re- it, that's the thing though. It's like quality over quantity. Like the the rewarding moment is it it, do, it does make up for you know, those, those other moments. So, yeah, I don't want to, I, I feel like I'm dissuading people from having children
0: right now. No, that's, a, that's <laughs> okay. Cool.
1: I get it. Look, We've I get it. it
0: <laughs> We've all heard it before. Everybody knows how hard it is. I mean, I think the people who don't have kids are theoretically aware of how hard it is and don't really know.
1: But it's, I mean, do you think you will? Do you think, I would love I to. I heard you say, like, it sounds like you want to, but you're just, like, not uh, sure. Like, when I've, you know, heard you talk about this on the podcast and
0: stuff well, like that. Well, you know, there's a few things. One is that I'm, you know, it, it, I, I've, I'm i very proud of the fact that I've dealt with it publicly. I'm very proud of it. There is, you know, just something to be said of just, frankly, being scared that I'm someone with a lot of mental health problems, and, you know, you th- I, but I think a lot of people think about that of like, are you just going to pass on the scariest qualities of yourself to a kid or are you going to help your kid gain some new perspective you didn't have? You know, so th- there's some scary things about that. And then, you know, I, I think also people have asked me this on the show before, and I think my instinct is always like, well, this is not just my de- decision. This is my wife and my decision. And out of respect to her, I've, I've often dodged this convo when people bring it up. I think you maybe you've noticed yeah, it's, that. It's, I tend to shuffle. Yeah, on. yeah,
1: and I mean, no, I totally agree with you. And I, like, all I'll say is, like, if if you're on, if you are on the fence, like, don't do it. Like, wait, like, wait till you're not on the fence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. No, I think it will yeah. happen someday. I think I don't know. I go back and forth. I, I fear that I'll be a terrible father, and then people in my life have told me you'd be a great dad. So who knows? You,
1: you won't like, I'm telling you, like you, who knows? I was not a kid person, like growing up, you know, those like, I, I, I don't want to say girls, but those guys too that are just like all about kids, you know, they like love them. Like, they, like, I don't know, growing up, they just, they want to babysit. They just like to like kind of talk to kids and stuff. And I, I was never, I just was never a kid person. I, um, I guess I like would say, oh yeah, I'd like to have a kid, you know, but never really thinking it through. And, and, uh, you know, once, once it's on your plate and you take that kid home and you're like, okay, like now what do I do with this? You just, it's just something takes over. Yeah. Something takes over. you just, yeah, you just do it. And it, it works. And you're just like, after a while, you're like, wait, hold on. This kid's like really cool. You know? <laughs> well, I'll tell you and what, I kinda did that.
0: I'll tell you what. I got a nephew now, my wife's brother had a kid, he's a little over a year old, and he's the best. He's like my favorite person to hang out with. Being an uncle by marriage, the best gig anybody's ever had. I have zero responsibility except to play with this kid, I toss him around, over Christmas i lifted him up, I forgot that my mother-in-law's ceilings are low, Put his head right into the ceiling. Everybody was very nice about it. I was freaking out. His parents were like, like, I was completely horrified, completely humiliated. (laughs) Instantaneously, though, my brother-in-law was like, he's hit his head harder than that 11 times today. Like, all he does (laughs) is run and fall and sprint headfirst into things. He was fine. He didn't even cry. This kid, I, I lift him up in the air. I give him high fives. Every time I give him a high five, I go, yes! And he starts laughing. And then you want to hear the best thing that's ever happened to me? Is when they went to leave the Christmas weekend or whatever it was, the Christmas couple days, they said, Walter. Walter can't really speak yet. He's trying. He's got a few words there. I go, Walter, you've got to give everybody some goodbye hugs. He gave me my goodbye hug. Came back two more t- I got three goodbye hugs from my nephew the best and then that
1: that, isn't that cool and you feel like the chosen one right
0: i feel cool i feel like it. i feel (laughs) like a popular person he and he's trying he goes kit kit he's trying to say uncle chris he just he can go ki ki but he's trying he looks at me and he says it and it's like the coolest feeling on earth and that makes me you
1: know yeah Yeah.
0: getting to know my nephew has made me much more gung-ho about wanting to be a dad, because I know that see, it's different. I
1: see, you would be like an awesome dad. Look at you right now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
0: who, knows? who knows? Who
1: knows? You would. So, I know it.
0: Who knows? So you had two kids. You I know it. You'll f- do it. Florida, Long Island. Did you live anywhere else? You said you moved around a lot. That's two moves. Florida. Philly. Okay,
1: so uh, well, like within those those dates, I'd say, because like when you when you were a performer, especially in theater, you go where the work is. So. I mean, I would move where I got job. A lot of times they'd house you, too, you know, in regional theater.
0: Oh, yeah. So. They put you up in, like, dorms sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Th- that was actually so funny. So funny you say that. I always describe like, that first acting job. I got, like, kind of like my college experience because I didn't live on campus when I went to college. So when I, when I moved and I, um, I lived in Sarasota, that was where my f- first acting job was, um, yeah, it was kind of like, they put us all, all the actors in this like house, this big house and we all lived there and it was like, like no joke. It was like a, a, a frat house. It was crazy. It was so fun.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. What's the most, uh, yeah. what's the, what's the most like remote or obscure place that you performed in your regional theater
1: travels? Uh, the most remote, none of them were really that remote. St. Augustine? I mean, it wasn't, yeah.
0: So it was all, it was just different cities yeah. in Florida. Just bouncing around Florida. It was
1: different cities in Florida. I was, Doing I was mostly, it was really mostly in Orlando. That's cool. That's a
0: cool life. And then what? Did you meet your husband yeah, in Florida? Was, did you meet your husband down there?
1: No, I actually met him here. Okay, so. I met, okay, this is a weird, I don't even know how to get into this. Like, my, I, I met another guy when I was living in Florida. Um, okay. I met him uh, here in Philly, actually, I was here for a wedding. And that's sort of how I wound up in Philly from this other guy, um, who it wound up not working out with. <laughs> he was horrible. Uh, he turned out to be horrible. But um, So wait, you
0: met him in yeah, Philly, um, but he was a Florida guy? or while you no, were, no, no, no. Oh, so you had a long distance thing for a while.
1: We did. Yes. Okay. For like a, a year. Yeah. And
0: it became horrible. But at
1: the time actually I was, I was modeling as well. And, um, I would obtain work here. I would basically obtain work here in Philly and I would work, I would get flown up here and I'd work here in Philly. And, um, I, you know, I would come up here every couple months to see him. He'd come down to Florida to see me. And, and then eventually um, I moved here. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what happened. And then, you know, that didn't work out. And um, I don't know, maybe a year after that relationship ended, I, um, I wound up meeting my husband. And that worked out. So that was,
0: that's I don't know, good. I, guess I,
1: I guess I wound up here for a reason.
0: That's good. That's great. Now, what type yeah. of, now, <laughs> now, I have two questions. And feel free. What type of modeling were you doing? And or what was so horrible about that first guy? Just regular relationship horrors or like a bad dude? You
1: no, know, he was just a big liar. He, like, I, I, I really think he had, I don't know, he was just a liar. Like he, he was basically seeing other chicks and he uh, he was in law school and I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's in law
0: school. I like that you say he's in law school as if that's like everybody listening is like, oh, right. Law school people.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Law schools. I don't know if they're notorious cheaters. Are are law school people known for for cheaters? Not
1: cheaters, but like maybe liars, you know, like they're good at it. They can like really swindle you. I feel like sometimes and I I guess, yeah, I felt swindled a little.
0: So he was going to school oh. and using his, he's being taught how to win arguments and then he's using it against you.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he turned, he turned arguments around that like, I, I would know what, what was up, what was down. Like, it was crazy. That's the worst. He also, I think he also had like a big pornography addiction. Like he, he, just
0: was, he was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to laugh, but that one snuck up on me. He was, he was he's a
1: drummer. Chris, he was a drummer. Like,
0: <laughs> Whoa, okay. Okay. So he's a porn yeah. addicted drummer yeah. going to law school. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot
1: there. there's, a, there's a lot going on in that <laughs> <Yeah>. relationship. <laughs> how does how do you how
0: how do you find out that he's a pornographer? Like, is that something like you you're in Florida, you have no idea, then you move up to Philly to be with this guy after a year long distance and you're like, wait, hold on what you have six hard drives. What's is it that is that is it that type of thing?
1: <laughs> no, he would take his so it started out, I'm telling you, this guy, like, made me think, like, things were, like, normal that were not normal. Like, he would take his laptop into the bathroom, and, like, I'd hear, like, clicking, and, you know, I, I don't know. I just, like, he would be in there for, like, a long time, and, like, I'd be like, that's not normal. Like, I, I don't know anybody that does that. And, like, 100% he was, like, doing weird porn stuff in there. Like, I don't know. Doing but, weird por- yeah, and no, I've when taken I'd, a laptop if I, if I into the bathroom. You have? I think that's so weird.
0: Well, I tell you, I got some gastrointestinal difficulties at times. And if you're in the middle of an article... Yeah,
1: like, if you... (laughs) You're
0: in the middle of an article.
1: No, but yeah, if you, like, are going to be in there for a while and you, like, know, and, like, that's fine. But, I guess, but, like, I don't know. He was... no, you just your intuition tells you no. He was it was not because of that. It was because he was doing weird stuff. I'm telling you, Is he, He's me. coming
0: <laughs> out real sweaty and relaxed. That type of thing. He's coming out like
1: yeah, like totally know, different like, personality than before he went in. A hundred percent. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I'm glad you got away from that guy. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You meet a better guy. Yeah.
1: That's good. Um. You asked about the modeling. Um. I. So, I. Okay. So when you're a theater performer, you know, you don't make a lot of money. And for a while, I kind of was like, you know, looking into other creative outlets and um, I uh started, I basically started like a little portfolio and I, it was, I really started modeling just because I liked it and I thought it was fun and I could like create, like have, have visions of what I wanted a photo to look like. And kind of bring that to life and, that's, and um, that's I started a little thing. portfolio and then I don't
0: actors act, actors will often model as well that's that's a pretty common thing
1: yeah yeah and um basically people started contacting me and um wanted to work with me and um you know started offering to pay me and I was like okay this is cool and some of it some of it was like really cool like artsy like um you know cool black and whites and I don't know, just some artsy like fashion stuff. But then I kind of skewed into doing, I did do like a little bit of like, um, what's they called glamor modeling, um, where it's like lingerie and bikinis, especially down in Florida. There's like a lot of swimsuit modeling. And I did that. And I did, I did some nude stuff, um, like playboy style. I wasn't in playboy. I did a t- touch shoot for playboy, but I, I, I wound up not doing Playboy, but, um.
0: What's a touch Yeah,
1: shoot? stuff like that.
0: Did you say touch or test? What? Test. Oh, a test shoot. Oh, wow. So you were in this world.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. That's I mean, cool. this is also
1: in, like, the height of, like, Playboy. Like, now I'm kind of like, I don't know, I'm kind of like, I can't believe I did that. But, um, <laughs> at the time, <laughs> at the time, it was, like. Remember when they had that little show, like the girls next door, and it yeah. was like, what was that, like two thousand seven or something? Yeah, I around that, maybe
0: even earlier. That was yeah. like, yeah, it was that was like the last yeah. hurrah of Playboy having like a real foothold. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. would you, you would have yeah. done it? You you would have gone into if they had given it the thumbs up, you would have you would have been in
1: Playboy. I guess so. Yeah. And but and I have <laughs> I have a couple girlfriends who were in Playboy and. They were like, "Thank God you didn't do it because they they paid the, like okay unless you're like a centerfold, which is like what twelve girls a year. You know, they do like March, April, May, whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so unless you're a centerfold, and they they make like a de- kind of a decent amount of money, I guess. But um, the the other girls who are kind of in the I don't I don't even know what they would call them. There's the like other, uh, there's like, the like the ancillary content. Girls and,
0: I'm not going to pretend yeah, I never exactly. read a Playboy in my uh, in my formative <laughs> years. I know it. Everybody knows what you're talking about. You got the centerfolds, but then there'll be other features, articles. People show up. Everybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So unless you're one of those, basically, you just get paid this like kind of one-time fee, and they can use that content as much as they want, whenever they want. You know it like something like $500 and really that's it yeah they they will use yeah and they will like use it, use it and use it and use it and use it and like it's it's like yeah my friends one of my best friends was in one of um one of the like
0: that's all you was, get is it was, 500 bucks to be in play because that also goes everywhere on the internet
1: Yep, yeah, you get yeah, 500 no, yeah, it, well, that's what, bucks
0: that's crazy
1: well, that was at least back then. She said she. I don't know if it was like five hundred or maybe it was. I mean, it might have been like seven hundred, but even that, you know, like it wasn't enough. Yeah, and it's they, like and not a month. Yeah, what am I, Not
0: a month's expenses and rent and stuff.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and um geez. Yeah, she, she. She was definitely like, you know, I. I almost wish I didn't do it. You know. Yeah. So. So it's like so I'm kind of glad I did not I guess.
0: So you had you had this life as a model. Is it? I, I always feel like. You know, there's there's a bit of a taboo, right? Historically, it's not one that I think should sure. exist. Is it something that you had to, like, as you were going down this road, getting caught up? It's like, because you even said, like, the way you even framed it was like, well, I started to get paid and this and that. It sounds like it was something that kind of was like a snowball that rolled downhill. Was it, is it something that's like, uh,
1: well,
0: yeah, you okay. talk, you talk, because so, you see where I'm going.
1: Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say downhill. See, so okay. <laughs> at the time I was, at the time I was very cool with it. Very like free with my body. You know, I was in my twenties. I like looked, I mean, I thought I looked good, you know, like, and it was, I don't know. I also, I don't know. I was in my twenties, like what I was doing and trying to be creative and everything. I just kind of felt like a gypsy and I don't know. It just was like freedom. And I just, Kind of really liked doing it, I think if you don't like doing it, yes, for you, then you would be like kind of the ball would be rolling downhill, so I never like looked at it that way, I suppose but, well, I, only um, meant,
0: I only there's the expression that as the snowball goes downhill, it picks up momentum and gets bigger. I only meant that not as a judgment of uh like morals in any way, only using the
1: yeah expression yeah, yeah no i I know you didn't mean it that way. I just just for anyone that you know would be wondering about that. Um, I mean, it was, like, getting paid to me was, like, a bonus. And I also was very particular about the work I would take. Yeah. I'm not going to go, like, do, like, a penthouse, like, like, spread, you know? Like, I was not into that. Like, any, I would, like, the the photos I would do, I would show my, like, mother. You know, like, I I didn't (laughs) use, like, raunchy, like. Yeah. It was very, like, like, I did a lot of, like art nudes, like most of them were like black and white, you know, like stuff like that. It was, it was for me personally. That's cool. Um, I think honestly, like the, the most campy I I did was like that Playboy test shoot. So.
0: Yeah. So you feel like you dodged a bullet with that one?
1: I kind (laughs) of, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I guess it was like, people never think of those like ladies that are probably in their like fifties now. And they're like, oh, I was a playboy centerfold. <laughs> you know, like, I guess that's kind of fun, but like, you know, I, I don't know. I I'm cool. Cool. with not, not having done it. You know, now that my friends that did it say it probably wasn't, wasn't worth it. So. Yeah. You've
0: lived a hell of a life. It was fun. <laughs> Bounced up and down this East coast. I just, I
1: wonder, I like wonder sometimes my husband will be like, what, what are you going to do with like, I I almost said my son's name, like, you know, when he's like a teenager and like Googles you and like finds something weird. I'm like, I don't know.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the thought crossed my mind and I was biting my tongue wanting to ask, but you got two boys. You got two boys. I do. Boys get curious. They do. <laughs> so there's going to be a conversation down the line. Well, what at some would you point, do right? if
1: you were like had? What would you have done if you were like 16 years old and you found like a nude photo of your mom?
0: Listen, Come listen. On. Okay, Let, hold on. Let's <laughs> wait.
1: Oh my God! I'm sorry, Sally. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. she's going to hate this so much. The,
0: the ultimate sorry, Sally moment just <laughs> unfolded. The 100% <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> You're gonna have
1: so to hit so the brakes. Oh my God.
0: We're going to take a break now. I need one. I need, come on. That's, I need everybody. Okay. We're going to take a break. I. Nobody needs to think about that. Okay. I'm. We got ads. The ads are coming. Enjoy the ads, okay? Hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. Something better than posting your job online and then just praying. For the right people to see it zip recruiter knew there was a smarter way so they built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you zip recruiter learns what you're looking for identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job these invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire in fact 80% 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all size trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com beautiful. That's ZipRecruiter.com beautiful. ZipRecruiter.com slash beautiful. Ziprecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Thanks again to all of the advertisers on this show. It is much appreciated. Now let's finish off the phone call. The ultimate sorry Sally moment just (laughs) unfolded. The 100% ultimate. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You're going to have to hit the brakes. Oh my God, I feel so bad. (laughs) Real
0: hard on that one. No, I mean, I will say this. Um... There's no way for me to even consider that question. But I will say, when I have kids someday, I mean, if there's anybody who's going to have some explaining to do about content that his kids can find on the internet, it's hundreds of hours of me getting, like, beaten by kickboxers and, and sexually tormented by dominatrixes on public access television. And that's where I met their mom. That someday I'll have a kid and they'll be like, how'd you and mom meet? And I'll be like, oh, watch this video. It's me having a... Burrito built up my belly on public access TV, and then a stranger eats the burrito. And they're going to be like... I'm
1: literally, like, crying right now.
0: (laughs) Think about what I have to... If you know anything about my life and career, think about what I have to explain to a child someday.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: Like, my kids are going to Google my name once and then turn around and be like, why would I ever listen to you again? (laughs) Why would I ever listen to anything you say ever again? You've spent your whole life doing idiotic shit on public access TV and shouting to the hilltops that people should ignore rules and just follow <laughs> their most base impulses. And you've said 4,000 times in public that no one should go to college. Why would I ever listen to you? If there's anybody who's going to have splaining to do, it's oh my this guy. God. This is me the, and you. Oh, I,
1: by the way, I agree with you about the college thing, like 100%. I'm like never, ever going to push college on my kids, ever. Hey,
0: if you're, if you're interested in a field that needs a degree – I'm all for it. Yes. And I'll pay that kid's bills as best as I can, depending on how my shoddy career is going at the time. We'll see. So I'm already, I'm having a couple good years. I'm packing away college fund now in case it's necessary. But if you're a dreamer, you got your heads in the clouds, figure it out before you go into debt or until they fix the system, man.
1: Yes. Uh Yes. I'm still like, what did I, I didn't do anything with my college degree. I I mean, I guess I had fun, but like, whatever, you know, like it, it was pointless. And my husband <laughs> didn't, well, okay. My husband had got a, His degree was like in accounting or something like that. And he did work in that field for like a while right out of college, but he like hated it and stopped doing it, did some other things for a while. And now he, he spent right when my first son was born, he spent nine months teaching himself coding. And wow. now, and got a job that paid double what he wanted. Right. Right. After teaching himself quoting for nine months that's badass yeah it was awesome it was yeah. awesome so yeah you do not need to that's pretty talk. impressive
0: when your guy is like i hate my career i'm done did you already have your kid you said
1: yep we had our child our my first child was not um on purpose
0: <laughs> oh we
1: were not married yeah oh wow <laughs> Were you,
0: were you leaning yeah. towards marriage or did that lead towards like let's do some soul-searching and, and make some have this conversation fun
1: um that's a that's a touchy subject um Ooh. i think i was in the mindset of marriage i think my husband was um he was, like he was like still living like he was a lot younger than he was, I guess. And like, not that he wasn't like all about me, but he, I I don't think he did have it on his mind yet, you know? Yeah. Um, Get kind of forced. uh, That sounds so bad. You know, it just kind of put us on the path of like, okay, like we, we got to like think about this and be serious and like figure out if this is what we want. So yeah. Um, he, He actually proposed to me when my son was one month old on Christmas day. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So it was. It. It. I, I don't know. I, like I feel like my life put me in that track for a reason. I needed to have that baby to grow up because I was not growing up, basically. Really. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But it seems like it worked out. You yeah. Had, you had the second one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had a second baby. Yeah. No. I mean, things things are pretty good. And I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like we have had because, honestly because of the way things happened for us. We have definitely had like bumps in the road in our marriage and stuff, but we're both super committed and, you know, marriage is, marriage is hard. You know, you have, you both have to just kind of, if you're both committed and you're, you both want to work on it. And my husband and I, it turned out we're different people, you know, like we, we were only together for a short amount of time before I got pregnant and we, we are different, but We just love each other, you know, and we, our differences, like we want to make them work for us.
0: Wow. So. So you have been doing theater, been doing modeling, you moved to a new city, traumatic relationship, meet this new guy who seems like a pretty good dude, but before you even are locked in and knowing that for sure, boom, life change.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Wow. And FYI to all these ladies out there, I was on birth control when I got pregnant, so you gotta be careful.
0: Whoa.
1: You put that put that reminder in your phone because <laughs> I think I was just <laughs> like I said, I was kind of like a free bird and I was like kind of like whatever. I had been on like I'd been on birth control for like years and I was like, I'm never gonna get pregnant, it's fine, and I would like take that pill whenever I wanted to. Nope, you gotta take that pill on time every day.
0: Wow. So yep. you yeah. Wow. So you were still like young. It sounds like maybe still in your young, like partying phase.
1: I kind of was, but I'm not young. I'm like, well, and, uh, I don't want to offend you, but I'm like, I'm basically the same age as you. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not young. I just was oh, in that phase. I'm a young soul. <laughs> shut up. No. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Oh, God. I'm not young. I'm You're your so- age. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but if anything, then that just offended myself as well. So whatever.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, it was like a bucket of ice cold water to my face. No, I'm aware I'm did not you ni- Did you graduate
1: in 99? 98.
0: I'm older than you.
1: Oh, okay. I graduated in 99.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I'm not young. I'm <laughs> younger than you. That, I'm not young. You like, And I'm younger Chris, than we you.
1: have to be careful because, like, we have friends in common. Like, I feel like you might even figure out who I am like so. I just want to let you know
0: that. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll resist. Like I encourage <laughs> all my listeners, I will resist the urge to snoop. Who wants to snoop? Let's let's yeah. stick with the premise. Well, that's a, that's a fascinating thing. So you were still, you were in a young soul era and everything changed, but you're happy now. It sounds yeah. like you're pretty happy.
1: I am. I mean, I, I am. I mean, like I, I have a lot I still have a lot of work to do as a person. Like I'm still trying to figure it all out, you know? Yeah. I I shouldn't at, at, you know, 37 years old, but I, I just do. I, I just feel, I still feel young. And even when I tell people like, like, I just went to a restaurant with my husband and this like woman who I guess owned the restaurant, she was like, I don't know. She was just talking to us and she was like, Oh, you guys are young. Like you, you have time or something. And I was like, I'm not that young. And she was like, like yes, you are. Stop. And I was like, I'm 37, and she was like, No, you're not. And I was like, I, I yeah, like I don't know. I guess I just don't come across as as that age. And and when you th- think about like sometimes when I think about like being a kid and remembering people that were like you know 37, 40 years old, whatever, like they seemed. They seemed old, like, you know what I yeah. mean? They just seemed like worn down by life and stuff.
0: And- <laughs> well, I'll say, <laughs> I will say, I've always, I've always, you know, one of my favorite bands is a band called Minor Threat, and they have a lyric, it's not how old I am, it's how old I feel. And I always thought that was very true. Exactly. And I always lived it. I'll say yeah. this past year, it's the first time, I was actually just talking about this with Jared before we uh, tweeted out the phone number. First time in my life where I realized, oh, I'm getting, uh, like, you know, I, my life is always insanely busy, and I'm doing this podcast, I'm doing the Gethard Show, I'm working on a book, we had Career Suicide come out last year, like a lot of stuff happened, and I hit a point towards the end of the year where my friend JD, who uh, runs my TV show, sat me down, and he's like, dude, can you can, can you do this? And I was like, oh, I'm. this is the first time where I've felt old. I burned out I had really? to I had to look in the mirror and realize I've always kind of been notorious for being able to just work at a relentless pace. I couldn't do it first time in my life where I had to realize I'm getting old
1: yeah, I mean I definitely feel it sometimes just like with parenting like you know i like I feel like if I had had children you know ten years ago even, I would have just had a lot more like um wherewithal to like run around all day with them, and sometimes I'm just like. I'm like, L- listen, it's quiet time. Get in your room, read books because I need to like, I need to chill out for a minute. Otherwise I'm going to like literally go crazy. Like, yeah, we have, there's quiet time is popular in the house.
0: So. I'm amazed that you found an hour to talk to me because with a two-year-old, that's no small task.
1: It is quiet time, Chris. It's
0: quiet time. <laughs> I will say this. You're talking about how you're getting older. You sound so like, even with two kids, you sound so energetic and youthful. And just based on sound, I will say you've still got... That's because I'm pacing
1: and I'm I'm uppity because I'm talking to, you know, one of my favorite people. Hi.
0: Hi. That's awfully nice. That's awfully nice.
1: (laughs) That's
0: good. I tell you, I've enjoyed learning your story. We got 10 minutes left.
1: That's it, dude. That was so fast. (laughs) That was so fast. I feel like... We didn't talk about anything, but kind of talked about everything. It like was weird. I don't know.
0: Well, what else? If we had, to, if there's any bullet points we haven't covered, now's the time to get them out.
1: <laughs> I don't even know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I love loved this conversation. It's so fun. Yeah. I mean, we still have some time, I guess. Yeah.
0: This has been a very I don't know pleasant one. It's been a very yeah. pleasant one. On my probably
1: end. like a good one for like because you just went on vacation, right? And it's probably like a oh, good yeah. one just coming out of vacation. Relax.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm you. Uh, you, I will say, my vacation. I did a lot of soul searching about that issue. About like, I'm losing some energy. I can't do everything anymore. I and mean, I have to start to prioritize. I, mean, I have to start to really focus and figure out what I want.
1: Wait, can I? Can we talk about something? This just reminds me about something. Yeah, I read your Yelp review uh, about your yoga class.
0: Yes, Tripadvisor review.
1: Oh, TripAdvisor. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: So that, wait, but hold on, because this is turning into a weird episode. I put that on Facebook, but my personal Facebook. It means we might be Facebook.
1: Yeah. Kids. Okay. Weird. We might might be...
0: Weird. Yeah,
1: that's Okay, I probably shouldn't have said that.
0: (laughs) No, it's okay. I'll stop snooping. But this is the first time I have realized during a call that I am, in fact, Facebook friends with the person. First time I've ever... Shit. (laughs) ...understood that. That's okay. That's okay. There have been a couple other callers where it turned out I was prior Facebook friends with them.
1: It's okay. Uh, You you know what? It's all right. I don't care if you know.
0: It's okay. You're... Referring to a TripAdvisor review, I left because I was in Sri Lanka, furthest away from home I've ever been. My wife has spent years convincing me that yoga would be good for me. I've got some physical problems with my joints. She's like, yoga would be great for you. You got to try it. She does it. She loves it. I've, I've thought about it, but always been nervous. We're in Sri Lanka. We find this yoga place. We have to climb about 500 steps to the top of a mountain to a Buddhist temple.
1: I mean, it, that sounds like, Chris, that sounds so cool. This is, you know I'm that, like, right? if like if that, I'm, that sounds awesome. Yeah, like, I 100% do that.
0: I'm like, yeah, if I'm going to do yoga, this is the way I got to do it. Climb up to this Buddhist temple and on the grounds of the Buddhist temple, do it. This guy. He's making me do all the, I, I said, it, out of the gate, they, we did a thing, we introduced ourselves. I said, this is my first time doing yoga. I'm tagging along with my wife. Everybody chuckles. I'm like, I'm just tagging along with the wife. Everybody chuckles. They know it's my first time. <laughs> this guy makes me do a downward dog. He said, he's like, I want to volunteer to do a downward dog. Who's can Who can show me a downward dog? And you were like avoiding his eyes. <laughs> well, no, someone else does it and does it perfectly. He's like, no, 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 someone else. Someone who's not as good at it. And then a, a, a young lady does it, does it very well. He's like, no, maybe a male. And now he's making eye contact with me.
1: He like, no, yeah, he hundred percent targeting like, me. Tar- like and I out. realize yeah. this
0: guy's targeting me. My wife looks back at me, makes eye contact because everyone in the room knows he's talking about me. I get in the downward talk. If you don't know this about me, you can Google this. I have a condition called nail patella syndrome. I was born with very messed up joints, including my elbows. I have these bony elbows that stick out. They do not lock. I can't do push-ups because they can't do a full extension. So I'm doing Ah. the downward dog. I'm shaking, quaking. This guy goes, I want everybody to give this guy a number grade on his downward dog. And then people are just shocked <laughs> into silence. Everyone feels awkward. Everyone's pitying me. I remember middle school <laughs> and high school. I have
1: fi- never, ever, ever heard of anybody that oh, would God. ever do that in a yoga class. Do you, you do yoga? My wife like,
0: my wife said that is yeah. out of line and would never happen. And then somebody goes, I don't never. know. So the guy goes, maybe I'd give him like a 50 or 60. He goes, I'd give him negative points. And then I fell down at some point. He made me do it again three more times. He was trying to be like a hotshot who was going to fix me and show how he could uh, do it, you know, change me. And it was all about him. And then he just kind of weirdly moved on. And then I got my wife. Oh, dude my wife if if I if she feels like I'm being wronged or disrespected oh man she gave it to that yoga teacher and then we walked away I was like I gotta say something too because the jersey in me is coming out and if I don't say something I'm gonna be pissed this whole vacation and I went back she was like you want me to come with you I was like I don't want you to see how I'm about to behave and I went back and I (laughs) gave it to this yoga dude and then he's like He's like, you should have told me you had physical problems. I was like, you're blaming me. You're saying because I didn't. I told you it was my first time. You're telling me it's my fault that you treated me that way. And he kept saying it, and I got in his face. I'm from North Jersey.
1: Yeah, like, dude, just say you're sorry. Yeah,
0: just say the word sorry and let me walk away. I kept trying to walk away. And he's like, you could have told me. There's a lot of things you could have told me. And it it happened like two or three times where I went to walk away and he did it. And I finally turned around and got in his face. And his assistant instructor, I'm on a mountaintop in a Buddhist temple in Sri Lanka trying to fight a guy. (laughs) And another yoga teacher had to break it up. Trying to fight the guy. Only
1: you, Chris. Honestly, oh, that
0: is only me. That is only Gethard. I I will tell you, it honestly got to the point where in my head, you know, you get that thing. I don't know. In my mind, it's a Jersey thing, but you're in Philly. You see it too. It got to that point where I was in my head like, I might have to fucking hit this guy. I might have to fucking hit this guy in my head where I'm like, if he does this one more time, I might have. I'm thinking like, should I hit him or do I want to grab him? Like what sends the message? What sends the message? but in a buddhist temple wow a religion Amazing. notorious for its seeking of enlightenment and peace and i'm trying to fight a man I but
1: did. it was
0: cool you know it was cool because while on the walk down those Somebody steps, needs to like
1: make like like that needs to be like the premise of like a, a, oh an episode of a of the sitcom or is something
0: it was very that has to it. happen but it was cool because yeah. on the walk yeah. back down those steps i saw about 20 monkeys it was rad
1: Ah, that's awesome! Yeah, cool. Yeah, I got to go up, there.
0: I put up the video of the monkeys. You may have seen that since we're Facebook friends. I point.
1: didn't. I didn't see that. I haven't been up to. I, I saw the, <laughs> the review, but I, I haven't been up to date on it. Uh,
0: I will say this too. I I did a purge when I started my professional Facebook page. I did a purge. I have unfriended about three thousand people and, and and put a note up. Hey, I have this other public one on this now. So we uh we okay.
1: Oh, wait. Okay. So how many, how much time do we have left?
0: Three, four minutes.
1: Okay. So this is going to give it away. All right. Mm-hmm. But I, and, but this kind of goes along with this theme of, uh, getting older and, and, um, you know, still working on yourself and wanting to be better and stuff. So, um, I think this is a good thing to end with. Um, I have, uh, felt like I, like my whole life, like I was kind of, um, a little too self-focused and not in a, not in a selfish way, but like, I, I wasn't one of the people that, um, went out of my way to like, kind of do kind things for others, for others. And, and as I got older, I realized like, that's super important and it is rewarding and it makes you feel good. And, and it, while making yourself feel good, you're doing something for your fellow human beings and, you know, mankind or whatever. So this past December, I decided to... um, I know who you are.
0: (laughs) I know who you are. That was a beautiful thing you did. That was a beautiful thing. Explain. 30 Days of
1: Kindness. Yeah. I did a project called 30 Days of Kindness, and I involved my son, too, which was really cool. And it really made me want to actually do this every December, and I'm going to. Um, Basically, I, every day, decided to do a random act of kindness for a stranger. It was so fun. It was so amazing. So enlightening. It like every day I like literally looked forward to like what I was going to do. And some days I didn't even know what it was going to do. Like some days I just like kind of waited for something to happen. And then I would like, like I had, um, like for example, like one of the ones I did was I taped quarters to like vending machines and like wrote on the vending machine. Oh, take me, you know, this is, this is on me. And while I was at the hospital, I did that at the local hospital. And while I was at the hospital, I ran into like a guy who just started talking to me and saying that his son was in the ICU. And, um, he was like looking for a place to get coffee, but it was so late at night. He, you know, everything was closed and I just felt so bad for him. So like literally jumped in my car, went to Starbucks, got him a large coffee, drove back to the hospital, parked, gave him the coffee, you know, just stuff like that. I was just kind of looking out for people that needed something and, I did that all December and I just, I loved it. And anyone who's down, anyone who's feeling depressed or has anxiety or anything, I like totally recommend doing this because like, not that I, I don't struggle too much with those things, but I definitely have touches of them. And this like, I I swear it like, it like cured it. It just, it just made, it made everything better.
0: I would agree. And,
1: you know, I, I just definitely, uh, I don't know. I just want to keep, I want to keep going with that. I want to, I want to keep doing it.
0: Yeah, doing so, small yeah, acts of nice kindness. Of wife, so. doing Being kind to other people often snaps anybody out of their own funk. Happens for me all the time. That's really out cool. Out of
1: like a, a dark place, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Wanting to take care of other people, improve the world, often uh, can can help you push through your own bullshit. And uh it's worked for me a number of times. And yes, this is a weird one. The first one where I've realized I know the person on the phone, we'll still put it out. I don't
1: care. I know. I was like I didn't know like there were things I wanted to talk about that like I didn't want to give away, <laughs> but like just the way this phone call went. <laughs> I just felt
0: all, like I had to. So
1: that's it's okay. All right. It's cool. <laughs> no,
0: please. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. What an inter we don't know each other that well. And now I feel like I know you so much better.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's cool well we have 10 seconds left yeah that was a good conversation a pleasant conversation we went to some cool it is places. awesome
1: you're the best
0: you're the best no <laughs> caller thank you thanks for filling me in thanks for being so honest thanks for uh, uh you know a lot of details there that i feel like uh just kind of came out naturally that that uh we're surprising and cool and interesting and threw some curveballs at us, the listener, because they threw some curveballs at you having lived your real life. Very cool. Thank you for calling. Thanks to Jared O'Connell in the booth, Harry Nelson in the booth. Thanks to Reverend John DeLore and Greta Cole for helping me build this show in the early days. Thank you, Shell Shag, for the music. Want to know more about me? Dates that I'm on the road. ChrisGeth.com has all that info. If you like the show, go to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. It helps a lot. Okay. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Tell ya. The alarm goes off, right? What do you want to do? You want to roll over. You want to hit the snooze button. You want that extra five, ten minutes of sleep. And then the thought hits you, wait, no, I don't want that. Because I have Thomas's original Nooks and Crannies English muffins in my fridge or in my bread box. And I'm going to throw them in that toaster. No need for the snooze button. Now I'm up. Now I'm excited to face the day. There is nothing quite like that irresistible Nooks and Crannies texture. Perfectly toasted, crispy edges with a soft, warm center and let's just everybody close our eyes and think about how that butter pools it's those little nooks and crannies those it's just amazing it's a delicious burst of flavor in every warm toasty buttery bite thomas's nooks and crannies english muffins are truly like no other next time on beautiful anonymous hey trainee what's your favorite muscle group to work out uh, uh, I
1: would say
0: probably shoulders. <laughs> shoulders or legs? Shoulders, just great. Just show you got good shoulders. Hey, so uh, main guy, he has pretty good shoulders, huh? Uh, yeah,
1: they're pretty good, man. Like uh, it's all firm right here. Feeling them right now. Feeling
0: them right now. Feeling the shoulders, right? I love I'm gonna go ahead and say this. You two are a couple of bros, and I love you. I love you, bro. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Hey everyone, Scott Ackerman here, host of Comedy Bang Bang, and um, thanks for listening to this show. And I want to tell you I have a, a great episode of my show, Comedy Bang Bang, uh, floating around out there out there in the internet. Our good friend John Hamm, the madman himself. He's out uh, talking about his new movie, Beirut, and uh, we have uh, Paul F. Tompkins and Jess McKenna and Zach Reno from the Off Book Podcast. It was a really fun time, and it's a good episode so uh go check it out you can subscribe to comedy bang bang on apple podcasts or stitcher or wherever honestly you want to i'm not i'm not here to tell you where to do it or i guess i just did anyway comedy bang bang john ham this week check it out